and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 229. That is 229. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Zanith. Hello. Hi there. Why can't I see the recording time in OBS? Uh, oh, it's scrolled down. A it is off the window a little bit. Let me see if I can... Just scroll up just a smidge. Uh, I like being able to see it. Why don't you just make it a little bit smaller? Yeah, there, there we go. go. Ah, perfect. All right, All right cool. cool. Now, yeah, very, very all good. is well. You can also always look at the zoom, but yeah, that I can't. monochrome TFT is not great. I can't see that from here. Anyway, like I said, 229. Uh, before we kick off with our beer segment, I want to briefly touch on our Patreon page. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this super nifty little site, you will find two open-ended levels of monetary support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Basically, just kicking us a few bucks for hosting. Uh, it really all goes to beer, actually. But it gives you a couple of cool perks. One being you're automatically added as a Discord member to our cool Discord chat. And the next one is you get some swag and also notoriety. Uh, actually, there's quite a few benefits. So if you want to pick up one of our coveted Carbitrage podcast koozies, head on over and Wonder start that up. Only like fifty left. That is true. Could yeah, be otherwise, less you'll have to you're, you're listening. you'll have to settle for one of the much better, arguably color correctly spelled, Carbotrage podcast koozies. Better. Mm, I said arguably. It's not more gooder. Not unequivocally, but it's better, but not more good. Not more goodlier, absolutely. Better it's, performing. Oh my god. Uh, anyway. Beer. I am drinking uh, a Shiner Ruby Red Grapefruit. And I'm drinking this because it has very little alcohol, because I feel like I am borderline dehydrated. So I'm trying that to enjoy my out, life. Man. Yeah, yeah. Last time I had coffee in the morning and I was dehydrated, I ended up having to go to the ER. So I'm going to try to avoid that. Just drink water, a lot of it. This may look like a Grolsch beer, but it is water, I assure you. It's just in a Grolsch bottle. It is. Um, still I'm drinking a Dakota Soul. It's, it's good. Is it the same Dakota Soul from last time? Uh, no, last time I was drinking a Oberon. Oh, right, right, right. This time I'm drinking Dakota Soul. This is different than Oberon. My brain is big, big smart. W- one was American Wheat Ale, and yep. this is a Pilsner. Yeah. Oh, I, I actually knew that, but I thought you started that in the last episode. Nope. Ah, cool. So, um, Japanese Nostalgia Car actually had a tournament on 3D Bot Maker, which is a YouTube channel, which is actually really cool. They race Hot Wheels. Okay, I was just about to ask, is that the same thing that you were in on? Yes, it was. Okay. Um, and yeah, I was in it and, uh, Jana kind of did it with, like, didn't know, tell me that I was in it and oh. I was just watching it. Oh, hey, I'm in it. Um, that is my name. That's me. I'm Ryan. <laughs> um, what a and I actually came in second place. I would have had first place if it wasn't for a Mazda RX-3. It got to, it, the RX-3 spun out ahead of me and my car got stuck behind it. Oh no. And then took my lead and turned it into a tie and we had a tiebreaker race between my car and Ben's wife Carrie uh, and Carrie actually uh, ended up winning it was a very good race so was this round one or two I see two this listed is here round three. Oh wow okay yeah, all right. it's the final round wow well you got robbed of your get robbed almost... it's, all, it's all because of the Mazda RX-3 never trust an RX-3 so now do you have an irrational hatred of the RX-3 no or... it's still like one of my favorite Japanese cars oh okay what about the people that do like the uh, you know those fourth fourth gen F bodies where they have like an early like a Tri-5 kit that they put on top of them. Is, uh, I know there's companies out there that will make an RX-3-ish front end for like an FD. RX-7, yes. That, uh, that's actually a Liberty Walk wide body kit. Oh, it's so terrible. It's bad. Um, so anyway, if you're in one of the positions in companies where you make a like retro-style body kit, don't do that anymore. The only time I've ever seen it done remotely well is on a Miata. 
Miata has a cut. There's a couple of retro Miata kits that look cool, but they're not supposed to make it look like a, a like particular British car. It's just supposed to be British classic car. So a couple like oh. the Janetta front end Miata. Interesting. I thought you meant like an NB kit for an NA. No, Ginetta it's um, Miata kit. Um, that's interesting. Oh, weird. I know. Isn't that cool? Why don't you throw it on the screen? I'm so going to once see. I actually find one that shows the front end of it. Um, there's not a lot of great imagery for these, but let's see here. Copy image link. And sorry, audio only listeners. Yeah. So what I have on screen right now is uh, what started life. Actually, maybe it's, that might even be an NB. It's got that, NB that headlights. That is for the NB. And there's one for a NA. And there's another company in Japan that does something similar. I tried to find the name. I couldn't find it in two seconds. So, Janetta. I don't know if I'm a fan of that. Uh, you looked up a weird one. There's one where they did... I have to look. Uh, I mean, there's... Apparently, this is a Miata kit. That's kind of cool. Pit looking. Crew Racing. That's what it is. Look up Pit Crew Racing. Uh, Miata. This is fascinating audio. This is the company from Japan that does it. Oh, these do not look good. I think they look cool as hell. Uh, I disagree. Well, that, that's also like one with the, the stance pants on. Right, but you're still getting the idea of the front end. That just... And then, well, the rear end looks really good, I think. But And that, I, I think they look cool. I think that you can't build them like a normal Miata. You can, like, I think the front end would look good if it was built more like a classic British car, like you would build a Carmagia. Yeah, it's just the eight-pillar stuff. It doesn't really fit with that. The taillights look fine. I, yeah, I, th I think it looks cool. That's actually not the Pit Crew Racing rear end. The, if you look That's up Pit Crew Racing, Miata, it's literally the first enough time line. on it's this one. It's the first one right there. I, I'm looking at it. Yeah, that one. That rear end looks really good. You have to do a bunch of body work. It's like a $9,000 rear end. And it looks awesome. I bet that's fun to insure once you're done. Yeah, I know, right? It's not Miata. It's like it, nowhere on earth will that car ever be worth more than $5,000 ever. You crash it. They get pictures of it. They get the comps. And they're like, we're dropping you, actually. Yeah. We're, like, we're not actually going to pay out on this. Yeah. It's, but I mean, it's a, it's a cool-looking car. I think big crew racing, as far as retro-style builds go. But this isn't like a, a correct make thing. This isn't an ND kit no. that makes it look like an NA. No, that's the, true. That that would that won't work. I mean, like Factory 5818 turns one of my least favorite cars into something cool. That's the kit that turns a uh, WRX like Bug Eye oh, yes. into just a rear wheel drive mid-engine platform turbo. That's thing. actually cool. Yeah, they just like, you know, how the circuits always pop out anyway, they just like sell you a plate that you bolt onto that and it makes it two wheel drive. That's pretty cool. And then you use, like, the entire WRX chassis harness. It's, like, designed to bolt in with the WRX seats, the rack, the brakes, everything. I'm trying to think of other companies that do something like that where they turn a car into a retro car and actually looks good. And I don't think I can. With kit cars? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you're doing, like, a Factory 5 where it's, like, going, like, a completely different everything. <laughs> but if it's, like, if you're keeping the majority of the factory car... And then like you that's... just, like, do some bolt-on stuff. It's very difficult to pull off. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple, especially when car manufacturers were in trouble, like Lotus and stuff like that. They, they, they did a bunch of parts bin, but it wasn't with their own parts. It's just like, we need to make a car, so we're going to borrow from him and steal from this guy. I guess that's a good point, yeah. So, I don't know. I, like the, uh, the AMC Eagle, I mean, talk about a parts bin car. Yeah, but that's that's a parts bin car is different. I know. Than, yeah, it's not an homage. You're, or is it you're trying not to you're not putting else? you know, uh, you're not like trying to do like this Janetta thing with a Miata where you put like a right. vintage car front end onto a modern car, or like those horrible 
Corvette 5303s, Those which are, are the most disgusting vehicles in the world, except for the shoebox Ford Thunderbird conversion Those. Things, or, which are the worst and somehow get put in the back to the 50s, and I cannot hate them enough. There's a Camaro-based one, too, for the fourth-gen F-bodies, and it's I'm not pulling any of the stuff. I saw disgusting. somebody that actually had a uh, Camaro Firebird conversion, and like, Jana oh. had never seen one before in life, and she was like horrified. Like ruined her day. Firebird. What do you mean? Oh, like a newer one? Yeah, like the current body style Camaro, but makes it look like a third gen Firebird. I kind of actually like that. It, in real life, it looks bad. One of them came to a Cars and Coffee down here a long time. It's the one that uses E46 headlights. No. Really? It's, I'm thinking um, of a different car. Because it was done like right after when the fifth gen launched, the fifth gen Camaro. A company like made a Trans Am out of a fifth gen Camaro. And I don't remember exactly Here, what I, it... I, it, it, It's the Trans Am conversion for it, and it looks so awkward in real life. Oops, I'm already on this Yeah, here. that one. I like this. It looks so bad. I think it looks fine. I mean, the, the Camaro didn't look good, but I really like the wheels. Like, the E46 headlights is not my favorite thing, but I think it looks pretty solid. In real life, they look goofy, especially when they're, like, orange. Oh, orange would be a really bad color. It's good. You need this color scheme. Are you no, kidding me? No, people do real, like, full color schemes on them. Oh, no, I want to yeah. just be the bandit, but something like more reliable. this one. Um, this one's a rendering, but again, was made real once. That looks really terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's taking, like, the worst generation of Camaro, too. That's the 70s, like, second-gen Camaro. And then this is what the Trans Am tribute looks like in real life. That. It, it that doesn't, doesn't have the BMW headlights. That looks no, it terrible. Doesn't. Yeah, I know. The majority of them don't. Like, some of them, yeah. Like, the early ones, the later ones do not use a BMW headlight. Oh, yeah. It looks way better it with the 46 so headlights. It looks so bad. Like, it's really gross with that. The one on the screen, headlights. I like. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah, no. The it, Well, of course, that one, once you see it at a different angle, I'm sure it'll turn into something horrible. The one I saw down here was just like I this think one. when they... Well, you also, the one you saw was super early. This is a way later one. I don't know if it was. Oh, look at that orange one. The orange one, I think, actually might be the one I oh, saw. Oh, I don't like that at all. Yeah. That might actually be the particular one I saw. There was an so entire... Gross. There's a company that does these. Um, so bad. And I'm not going to look into it, but the back end actually looks pretty good, too. I don't know. I don't really have a problem with that. I'm very insulted by their existence. I mean, are, do you hate that more, or do you hate the RX-3 that beat you more? Oh, the RX-3, at least, is RX-3 at the end of the day. I'm just salty because I lost. It, it, that's just me. Oh, that's just the losing portion? It's, that's yeah, not it's the car. Me. The car itself is fine. I actually love RX-3s. They're great. Like, RX-3s are one of my top five favorite cars of all time. Well, you also love Jaguars. Yes, but not. I like RX-3s a lot more than Jags. Okay. Well, maybe that'll change, because a year ago you couldn't care less about Jaguars. I couldn't care less, but, I mean, now I can. But they're still not ever going to be one of my favorite cars. I do quite badly want a 1989 Jaguar XJ6 Van and Justic, but that's one specific car that I want quite badly, but does not mean anything for you the You don't want a, a red 98 XK8 convertible with no maintenance history? Actually, I kind of do. Oh, well, too Again, bad it's sold. It's, oh, oh, Tom's yep, neighbor? Yep, Tom's neighbor. They finally got it sold. So what the, I'll, show, I'll tell you the whole story. Tom came by after he listened to the episode. Um, mm-hmm. We gave advice. And it turns out that she ended up selling it via Tom on Craigslist. He offered to post it and like, screen the calls. Okay. So I got through all the regular scammy stuff on the first day. And then nothing for a couple of days. And then a dude texted me. And he called me right after. And you could just, you know, you can... 
if you sold cars online, you can tell immediately whether or not somebody's actually like hot to trot on a car. Yeah. Dude was asking all the right questions. So comes by, hands the, the conversation off to Tom's neighbor that actually owns the car, but they have the time scheduled where they're both home. These guys show up at like 2.30 on a Saturday. Tom calls the neighbor lady that owns the car at 4.30 to ask how the deal went, and she's like, oh, they're still here looking at the car. So it turns out the Carfax on the car had like a bunch of dealer maintenance on it. Okay, so it cool. had a lot of really good That's information awesome. on That's it. Great. I'm like, dude, those count as service records. But they sold it for eight grand. I'm like, mm, you kind of undersold yourself, but like, if you wanted a quick pain-free transaction, that's not offensive. That's, yeah, I would call that. That's quite good for Craigslist. It's Especially not offensive. Especially in like two, three days. But like, it had some maintenance history. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I still think they could have done better on... I think it would have been. It would have gone for ten. All day on burn trailer. No yeah. questions asked. No trouble. But I mean, by the time you, you factor in somebody that's willing to sell it for you, you'd want to give them something. So maybe a thousand bucks there. Plus, you know, the... On the other end, the buyer premium is paying, you know, by somebody, not not, not you, the seller. Not I know, problem, yeah. I know, but that person's not going to bid as much based on that. No, they they bid, they bid. Like, anyway, the they like, sold it for too little. In, uh, I, th- I think in so. I, th- I think um, there's ten grand that that car could have gone for. This it looked pretty good. Of course, we don't know firsthand. You know, who knows if in person this car was just made of touch up paint? True. Like, could have been something like that. Could have been, you know... The guy was out there apparently for an hour with a paint gauge. That's the thing. You're out there for an hour with a paint gauge trying to figure something out. Maybe. Because I've never seen an hour with a paint gauge. Paint gauge takes, what, 10, 15 minutes at most? Yeah, to do every panel. To do every panel, and then on top of that, you spend, like... With, that includes the five minutes of figuring out, like, how to get it, like, into, like, something that you can make sense of. Right. Yeah. And, like, if you don't look at another... How, why is this in furlongs? I don't know how, how big a furlong is. Why is this a, a very small fraction of a furlong? You move it and it, like, measures a velocity? Like, why would I care about the, the yeah. velocity of my paint gauge? <laughs> it's giving me the true angle based on... What? Yeah, like... How do I turn off all these features I don't want? Yeah, exactly. How do I get rid of this pop-up ad? Oh, I'm sorry. That was how do, me. How do I hit my microphone? That was me. I did that. But um... Apparently I'd be a good jag owner because I hit my microphone. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think it's for only know, being posted for four days. I yeah, think they, they did, did just fine. fine. They did fine. I, you could have, but this is also that like kind of thing, or you know, when it comes to um, dealing with like we were talking about on a previous episode when we were talking about having on a previous episode when we had a we we're talking about doing like a automotive consultant, right? Like you call them and ask them that, like, hey, is this worth the two grand? And you're like, I don't know. Is it worth? Is it worth your fifteen minutes of time and potentially paying somebody eight hundred to a thousand dollars to get an extra two? Yeah, and well, this is the thing: is like, is it, is it worth your time to do that? Do you, do you want the space that bad? Like, it could be like two grand. Like, that's that wiggle area, right? But I mean, you, you, after the payments and everything, like you, you might only be up a thousand bucks more. But like, that's still you would have to do no additional effort, except for maybe hold on to the car for another week or two while a shipper comes, assuming yeah. it would be out of state, which it probably would be. So, I, yeah, I'm still right back there. I'm like, it still would have been worth hiring a broker, for lack of a better word, to deal with listing, selling, and, you know, all the transactions. Yeah, I, I, think, I think where that comes into is the $1,000. Like, you're, you're, you're looking at putting an extra $1,000 worth of 
effort into it. Right. But the, so, I mean, well, I mean, of profit into it to go with in our person. But if you're coming at it from the mindset, like, well, that's already pretty good. And like the person said, they would have been happy with anything over sixty five hundred. So yeah, like, they're thrilled. They're right. great. Yeah, it's wonderful. And good like, for the them. Person got a good deal. Everybody's the car happy. Too. This is a deal where everybody's happy. Yeah. And you know that person should probably get that car, do a once over on it, drive it for a year, and put it in a trailer. Probably. And I'll be writing about it this time next year. Probably. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually like a. Whole, I've seen a lot of realistic cars. Th- there's whole a lot. whole like mindset of buying these cars really cheap, experiencing experiencing them, making sure they're good, and then moving them on to their next like their next caretaker. And right. th- there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and if you want to like, if if there's not like one particular car you're absolutely in love with, like that's a totally reasonable thing to do. Yeah, like for, a lot of people hop. Yeah, and I did that for years with old Japanese cars until it wasn't affordable for me to hop anymore. Um, and I, I, well, the world is kind of not affordable for anyone to hop anything right now. But but yeah, I think like Jags are a great car to hop with um, because you're it's it's a half this term was a thing, but I, I know, like but it. I, I like this term. So <laughs> like, it's a perfect car. Cause are you like, a hopper? Are you yeah, a hopper? Like, it's a perfect car because like there's a ton of them in the world and. You just kind of want to experience them. I mean, it's like you can usually make a decent profit because there's a lot of them with good maintenance history that, mm-hmm. you know, are being sold on Craigslist, and you just know you can sell them for more by, mm-hmm. like, you do a paint correction and you throw my brain trailer. Right? Well, and, like, make sure that if the chains haven't been done, like, they're not currently making noise and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, it's like a startup video, under hood. Yeah. Big but, deal when you're selling your Jag, especially out of state. Yes, so. very big. And that's also another thing that we didn't know is, like, doesn't have any timing chain was. You know, it didn't, but they've not been done. Yeah, but that, that's not our thing. Is it things like seventy-three like k? I think I'm like it was low miles for chain noise, but not super low. It, it was within a mileage range in which chain noise is entirely plausible. Mm-hmm. But oh, it's like an M62 TU. Yeah, it's it, it could happen. You know, probably won't, but it could. And if it does, <laughs> uh, so say goodbye to two thousand five hundred to three thousand of your dollars on the cheap end. Yeah, you'll you'll be. In, you'll be owning this car forever. This one was Christ put in your car collection because you'll never be right set up on it. <laughs> it turns into art, essentially, at that point. It's, it's not so, art piece. Good luck with your art. Um, so, uh, I have no transition here to my next topic. Well, that's fine. I was, I'll try, just put it I was on the trying screen, to then. think of something. Ta-da! Kia. I guess things that are owned. Uh, that, yeah, I have, I have literally no transit, transition here at all. They don't have timing chain issues. Hello, industrious fellows. Yeah, hello, <laughs> industrious fellows. Um, yeah. So I was at Tamarind, which is a delicious Indian restaurant in Edina, uh, on Friday. Okay. And uh, I was looking at brand new Kia Soul, and I noticed it had a different logo on it. And at first I thought it said K-N. And I thought it said it's like the K-N. nine inch nails N. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was really weird. I'm like, what? And I'm like, why'd they do a backwards N? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting there with a the full belly, like, I'm so confused. Why is there a K N on the well, hood? It, it was like super busy, and Jana was inside grabbing the food, and I was like in my car, like just like looking out the window at this Kia, like trying to figure out what's going on with the logo. And <laughs> and then it like occurred to me, like, they've changed their logo, and their new logo is terrible. Like, Why didn't they just go with their old uh, KDM logo? I like the K. The big K is cool. Yeah. yeah, I like the K. I mean, people have been retro-badging or, like, re-badging. whatever you call that, rebadging. Yeah, people have um, been rebadging those for years, and it looks great. This is... Yeah. But now the new Kia badge, like, it I, looks like it says I-T-I-A. Or I... Or 
K-M. Or like L-K-N? L-L-L sideways V. I actually don't hate the logo, but... I hate it. It looks like it says Via. Yeah, the chipset manufacturer just got a new logo. Yeah, like... Oh, They're God. just expanding their x86 licensing. Yeah, it's really <laughs> bad. I hate this so much. Like, it's just such a bad logo. I mean, their old logo was really terrible. It was terrible. It was but also it did say from, Kia on it. Yeah, it also came from, like, 1998. Right, they should have just gone with the KDM badge and called it good, because they did need to rebrand a little bit. They did, yes. Because their product is really good right now. I was at that family get-together over the weekend, and I had somebody like, we want to get rid of our Suburban. We want to get something else. I'm like, okay, get an Odyssey or a Sienna. Like, no, we're not getting a minivan. I'm like, okay, okay get a Palisade. Like, we're looking at a Telluride. I'm like, a Palisade's the same thing, but there's not a markup on it, and you can actually get one. Yeah. Buy like, that, then. And it looks a hell of a lot better. It does look better than a Telluride. Yeah. Um, and, like, I have not heard anything bad about those, frankly. Right, trucks. If you want a three row for your big mistake of having too many children, Even there then, you go. You don't, like, Get a minivan. How many children do they have? They have three children. They don't need that larger a vehicle. And they don't need booster seats. They're older children. You could get by with a sedan very easily. Why don't they just have a sedan? I don't know. I don't see this part of my family very often. I'm so confused. A lot of people had car questions, though. Boy, did they come out of the woodwork. Oh, God. There's a, you had to like, have like, a cue. Like, a I keep telling people, like, I will give you advice. Like, what, we'll whatever you're looking at. Like, like, yeah. get, tell them to get a number and like, don't sit in line. Buy them. And these were the people. They last. I think I last saw them at Scott's wedding like five years ago. Jesus. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have an enclave. I'm like, get rid of it immediately before the timing chains let go. The timing chains blew up. Since then, the timing chains let go. <laughs> and they got rid of it. I'm just like... Sounds like they've got bad taste in I'm, vehicles. They do. Uh, and I'm sorry to say I told you so to family, but I'm not sorry to say I told you so. Because so I told you so. I um, have, like, I, I'm just honest with my, with my family with their cars. I'll, I'll tell them, because I don't like going to family events. I'm, like, very mask off. I'm at family events because I'm annoyed to be there. And I'm so, not usually annoyed to be there, but, like, I don't have a filter, like, to, like, placate people. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like I'm, I'm actually, not all the time, but, like... It's like, yeah, like I'm like great. Now I had to like drive like from like St. Paul to Egan or something, or I had to like, like stop whatever I was doing, or I had something else scheduled or something. Also, you have to understand, Jewish family events. There's one every weekend. Like, oh, okay. So it's not one of these things where I mean. it's one every few years. No. Okay. All right. This is all the time, and this is why I go to them when I like once in a blue moon. I go like one, one or two of them a year at most. Um, well, it's better than I do. So. I kind of understand that. But, but I have, like, one aunt that... So she's, um... Like, money's tight for her because she's got a special needs son. And, like... So she needs something that's super reliable that's, like, very, very, very comfortable. Okay. Like, extremely comfortable for a daily. Like, it's the only person on Earth that crossover makes sense for. Okay. That, like, is a little bit taller so it's easier for her to get into because she's, like, 70. All right, quiet. She's, like, mid-60s. Something that's easier to get into. Like a Kia Soul, basically. I need a price range. Well, that's the thing. It's like as little as possible. Is uh, their price range yeah. like five grand? Oh, okay. I was like, gonna say an XC40 is perfect for her. Except like if it breaks, like then then she's screwed on the XC40. Yeah. And no. so that's where I'm like, is she are like Souls? Do they have good seats? I don't know. If they Souls do. are super comfortable. Like they're good. Are they? They're solid cars. Okay. They're I don't very know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like the cheapest stuff that has the best seats. It's basically, she's the perfect person for Mitsubishi, uh, and so thinking, she's actually in one. What about wow. like a second gen RX 350? She's actually in a newer Outlander. 
Okay, an RX is going to have way better seats than yeah. an Outlander. And I, she got the Outlander just because she got like, screaming good finance on it. Sure. So that's kind of what what the deal was. It's just the right financing thing with the Outlander. But like, she's like the sort of person that Mitsubishi exists for. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, I want your cheapest, newest thing, please. Your cheapest, most reliable, comfortable thing. I need... Let me I, introduce I, you I, to the Mirage. I need an appliance of a certain size. That's what she's looking and for. And function. A, a certain size and function <laughs> of appliance, yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it is what it is. That's, you know, the car she has. But, um, yeah, it's not... It, those are questions I get. And like, those ones bother me because they're so difficult to answer. Well, especially... I love when people don't already have their mind made up, but I kind of hate it, too. Well, it's not the, the fact they don't have their mind made up. It's just like I get like hit with like really weird questions. Like, I need to research. Like, my mom was like, like I'm looking for cars. Like, I want a better car. What, what the hell does that mean? And she goes, I want something that's a little bit nicer. What, is, what does nicer mean? And she goes, it needs to be cheap. It needs to be reliable. And it needs to, to be, be fuel a efficient. Kizashi. And it needs to be as small as possible. I don't want it to be too small because I want to fit stuff in it. I'm just like sitting here like spinning my wheels. Like, going, what the hell are you looking for? It needs to be new. Something ECBT? Oh, God, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like she needs like a very specific like transmission. Ugh. Like, and I'm like, well, I need something. And so like I just started looking at the boxes. And eventually, that's something I'm ended up with a Mazda too. Yeah. It's like I just I need something that checks all these boxes and needs to be small. And it's a- like playing Guess Who. Yeah. It eliminates so many cars when you have like this one wrench thrown in the works. Like nobody has this criteria. Oh well I do. I'm like, well then you can have this one car. There's one car in the world that fits you. And, there you go. Like, so, like, with and mom, it's terrible, like, go buy it. And now she's got the uh, the Mazda too. She likes it but it's a little bit too small. Um so now she wants to go back to Honda Fit, but this time with a manual. So the moral of the story is it took my mom ten years to figure it out. But she found out that ten years ago when she bought a Honda Fit like, just decided that she wanted to be a big adult and buy a car without asking anybody. Oh, no. And she bought an automatic Honda Fit that told her she bought the wrong vehicle because it's automatic, and she didn't get it. And now, 10 years later, she goes, oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, an automatic Honda Fit sucks. A manual Honda Fit is a is great car. a good car. car. Yeah. It's, it's like a... when my mother snuck out and bought that first X3. Exactly. Her second one, I guess. Yeah, that's literally what my mom did. She snuck out. And it's and like, oh, it was a dealer demo. It was a great deal. I'm no, like, it wasn't. Uh, There's nothing that was a good demo. No. N- nothing was good about this. Two months this later, I got lemoned out. Yeah, it was and a that was bad the, vehicle. That was that. It, it was, was a bad was, vehicle. It was a terrible, terrible vehicle. Poorly made. It, no inspiration. Terrible. Like with my mom's thing, like, it was entirely like I gave her very specific directions. I said, get the, get the manual. I hate that there's like reliable automatics now that totally ruin a car. And it's just such a like a weird way to describe it. Yeah. Like, and like you can't say that in layman's terms why no. that would destroy the car. Well, and especially in like my case, if I say buy the manual one, people are just like, oh, he says that about every car. I'm like, that's it's why, true. That's why I do not harp on that. I, yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy with telling people it, I told you so. Well, I, I, I prefer to just not harp on it and then be like, yeah, no, the manual is way better. I get why you'd want the automatic, but the manual is way better. And you're going to enjoy it a lot more than when people get it and they go, well, you're right. Like, I'd rather be, well, you're right, then, god damn it, I was right. <laughs> the, uh, the manual is just much more uh, abuse-tolerant. It's engaging, is what it is. Well, yeah, but in a lot of cars, it's also able to handle yeah, lack of that, fluid changes in autos. Exactly, aren't. and I think with my mother's instance with cars, what she was looking for was the word engaging, and she didn't know what word she wanted to use, so she said, I want a better car, I want a nicer yeah. car. Like, you don't want a nicer car. She, she's like, I want a car like your dad's car. I'm like, like the G35. She's like, yeah. But I don't like the seats. I don't like the... Tra-. I'm like, 
You don't want a G35. You just want a car with heated seats. Like, yes, yeah, I want yeah, something yeah. that's fun. Yeah, I, w- I want something with heated seats. I don't want to kill myself in the morning, and I want my butt to be warm. Yeah, like... Let me introduce you to the Fiat 500. Exactly, so... Or the Mitsubishi Mirage with high trim level. Yeah, very, very high trim level. If you get heated seats, you probably got to be all the way up. Yeah, and then you can't get the manual. Oh, well then, never mind. Let me introduce you to the Fiat 500 again. Yeah, exactly. Just get the base model Fiat 500. Pretty much. Um. Anyway, so... Oh, yes. I was, uh... Speaking of spouses... Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's spouse. I was uh, very poorly waking up this morning at home, and Corey's like, Huh, Natalie Maillet died. Her uh, husband's murdered her. Husband, single husband. I'm like, who is that? And what? He's like, oh, she's the lady that runs Spa Francorchamps, the track. The racetrack. I'm like, oh, and what happened to her? I'm like, apparently she was found dead, and her husband is the killer, and it happened last night. I'm just like, what? Well, hey, um, oh. Suspected killer or like, actual killer? No, apparently actual. Like, apparently, like, that was that was a thing that got caught, because uh, it happened in her own luxury home in Luxembourg. Uh, I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm not really sure what that means for the future of the track. Hopefully it doesn't, like, go control-wise to the murderous husband. No, it Hopefully can't, there's a, a different kin. Well, yeah, hopefully he can't go to a felon or whatever, but... No, he's going to be in jail. Like, he can't... He literally won't be able to get it. Like... But, I mean, I, this is... It's really unfortunate, because, I mean, like, she sounds like from reading that she's very much like a Christy Copham. Like, you always figure, like, the, the person, like, if it's a lady and there's a racetrack involved, like, oh, they're just... You know, following on somebody's coattails, but not the case no, here. No, like, no, I, I, I never assume that. If somebody actually takes the time to actually own a racetrack ever, especially like, like a world-renowned one, like Spa. yeah, like you don't like accidentally get a racetrack, like you choose to run it. But I, I don't know so how bad the Tinder. What happened? How did she get a, like a reverse Phil Hartman? Uh, blunt force trauma. Her blood was found on a, an implement. I I didn't mean literally. I mean, what would she do to piss him off? I don't know. Probably had too many grinder accounts, uh, mm. just like constantly reloading on her husband's phone, mm. and he just had enough. Just like mm. stop making all these fake grinder accounts for me. <laughs> I'm like, no, I think it's funny. Ha ha ha! In a Luxembourg accident or whatever accident. 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 She had an accident. <laughs> she she did. Um, so I I don't know. Spa is probably my second favorite like large scale racetrack. So I hope nothing happens to it. It's I'm sure a, it won't. But, I'm, I'm confident everything will be totally okay. Very, very sad. Uh, I would like to hear more about exactly what happened, but it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, I suppose, because she, yeah, she did. Yeah, I mean, the loss is a loss. It is what it is, so can't really do much about it. Nope, and I don't live in that country either, so. Well, good news about uh, coming from a completely different part of the world. Uh, the new Z car, apparently... God damn, this fucking fly. Yeah, I hate this fly. Apparently it's Le 400Z. Yeah, anyway, I just put a picture of it in here. According to Japanese nostalgia car, it looks very promising in person and good, which is a amazing thing uh, because uh, J and Z, they they aren't one for fake praise. They don't say, like, hey, this is a good thing when it's not actually a good thing. So they've actually seen it in person now? Yes. Okay, So when I... um, Whenever a JNC something, says something's good, they aren't somebody that's, like, afraid to say bad things about a car mm-hmm. because they want to, like, keep the OEMs happy so they can continue doing the oh, job Oh, you invited me out and paid my plane fare. I yeah, can't no. say bad things about yeah, your car. Yeah, no, like, I hate when, car, uh, when like, car reviews are like that, where the, you have to, like, read, like, exactly what they wrote, mm-hmm. like, because they don't want to be rude. Like, they're willing to just, like, not be nice about something. Like, they'll completely ignore a car if a car sucks. Um, Ben's photos are good. 
This is actually Dan, his brother. Oh. They're both great photographers. Dan's got a lot of photography gear. He's nice. really, really, really talented. Um, I do love how everyone's like, hear me out. The grill doesn't look like it does in pictures in person. I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but I want to see one in person to make up my own mind. Yeah. Because <laughs> they also said that the F80M3, or no, sorry, the G80M3 looked good in person. It doesn't. It's it doesn't. so bad. I was stuck behind one after caffeine and octane. I saw that fly. It just... It, it, I got him good, yeah, and he flew away. Yeah, quantum entanglement. Unbelievable, these flies. But, um... Mutants. Yeah, no, like, the, um... I was behind a G80 M3 yesterday, and it was awful. I hated it. Back end is on... It has no character on the front end. It just makes me want to gag. Still. I was behind it by choice. Oh, yeah. I was ahead of it, and I was behind it. He came up behind me, and there's a car that moved, and I had to look at it. Oh. So I started driving, like, 45, oh, and yeah. then he went around me. Okay, good. Oh, God. I, I have an acquaintance on Facebook that bought one, and I am very audibly complaining about every time he posts a picture it's of it. It's disgusting like, looking. You need, Why would you be proud of you that? You need to unfriend me. Like, he had Bellis over to shoot it the other day. I'm like, I would have said no. It's, I, I, I'm just, ugh, it's so bad. There's a lot of nods on the 400Z. I really like it a lot. Like, the, the 400Z is pretty great. I also love that the fuel door is clearly big enough for alternative fuels and or charging. I feel like they did that on purpose. I think so, too. Like, um, I feel like you're going to get an EV in the future. That's also cool. a very good, um observation another cool thing it's actually got a floor mounted gas pedal oh yeah didn't we talk about that? no i just found this out right now that's hmm. so cool i i would comment the fact that like every bmw ever has had a floor mounted gas pedal and they are amazing yeah they, so like, i'll go ahead and say yeah that's pretty cool it's great yeah so you, you scroll down a little bit more and you'll see it 1969 <laughs> nice <laughs> nice very nice oh there it is yep uh, they have a close-up of it don't worry oh Oh, got some got some gouges. some gouges. I really hate LCD gauge clusters, but at I least hate LCDs so much. At least they're trying to mimic an actual circular gauge. I look at the gauge cluster on some of these modern cars, like the M3. I'm like, is there even a setting where I can like decipher the information that you're? Oh, there it is. There's the gas pedal. Uh, decipher the information you're trying to give me because like I'm looking for round dials and like my brain is using like fractions to figure out where I am. And, like, yeah. you're just giving me, like, numbers and a bunch of, like, flashing red graphics. I can't figure this out. Yeah, it's just super weird. But I'm really happy to see that um, it looks pretty solid overall. Um, and JNC did a really good job actually documenting it as well. Uh, so oh, you can, no, they're going to offer an auto? Yuck. Yeah. I feel like the reason they're offering an auto is because they need to make a shifter bezel that would fit for an EV. Oh, okay. And that's probably what you need that for. So I've, judging by the size of the fuel door, and that the is fact a that they're huge auto, fuel door. Mm-hmm. That when you they do make an EV, I feel like the EV shifter will be almost identical to the auto. Probably. So. I actually saved one SMG shifter assembly from one of the cars I liberated because maybe someday I'm gonna EV. Well, actually, someday I will EV swap a car, and like those are perfect because they have like solenoids and lockouts that you can just like wire perfect. in. Yeah. And it's like a three-position thing. Yeah, it's a it's great gonna, switch. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably what they're doing. Is they're trying to make like a solid, like, so just, just a good switch. You know, shoving like, all the... On top the, of that, you're going to get a lot more sales because there'll be a lot of boomers out just wanting an automatic car. There's going to be a lot of drift missiles in the future. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, it's a, good, it's a beautiful car, too. So I'm here for it. I'm looking forward to, in 15 years, going to Power Cruise and seeing automatic ones of these being thrown into walls. 
Yep, that's exactly what it'll be. Um, I'm not mad. It's a really good-looking car. It's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, I do not give fake praise either. And is it going to have give... tire graphics like that, or is that just a weird I pre-production it's thing? it's a pre-production thing, guaranteed. Because okay. the tires say Nissan Z in colored print, even though they're Dunlops. Yeah, it's because it's a Nissan Z car. Oh, uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, yeah, those are a good set of photos. I am very... I've never noticed that. Look at that fuel door. It's just huge. It's, it is really extra massive. massive. Like, <laughs> like They're either wrong. planning to put a diesel with def in it, which is unlikely, or they're planning to put a CCS connector in that None thing. of these are bad ideas. I'm here for both of those. <laughs> <laughs> those are both awesome. All right, turbo diesel Z and an EVZ. Yeah, I'm, I'm always when, here for all of the above. When are these actually supposed to go into production? 2022. Yeah, okay. so We've been seeing this for a long time. Like they had a production ready pre pro like over a year ago. I also feel like having a lack of like most materials for cars puts a little bit of a wrench in these True. ideas. Maybe it's not the smartest thing ever to release a car that you can't actually release. Yeah, and so I, I think like they're just gonna like let it like let the hype grow for a minute or two. <laughs> let it grow. Let yeah, it grow. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Speaking of large charge ports, actually, uh, you are aware that Rimace or Rimac bought Bugatti, right? No. Oh, yeah. wait. Yeah, I did hear about that, and I forgot because I didn't care that much. But right. I probably should. It maybe it's it'll just, make something cool. It's my but... whole. It's my whole thing where it's like when I hear Bugatti and I yeah. hear like something that happened after World War II, I like I actively try to not pay attention to what's going on. The, yeah, I love the EV110 though. I mean, it's a great car, but again, like I, I just I, I there's so much. The EV1 or the EV110 compared to the whatever the new ones are called, the, the amount of mention yeah, of that car Veyron, versus those, Chivon, yeah, Devo, whatever. The, the amount of mention of the EV110 versus those, you never hear about the EV110. So that's true. That's, I'm just like I'm sure I'm it just wasn't like, good, but I'm just like immune to. Bugatti stuff. I bought a really cool Bugatti uh, like ad print from the 1920s yesterday at a, at a vintage shop. That was pretty cool. Janet. Did it involve the Type 35? No, it was right after the Type 35. So I was like, actually, I guess it was from the 30s then. But hmm. it was really cool. Like, so I got it. It was all Art Deco. I mean, so. I guess I can't fault you too much. Anyway, where I'm going with this is they haven't really done any official vehicles for uh, Bugatti Automobiles since this acquisition. But Remace is still going strong with their newer model. Hopefully this one is Hammond resistant so it can't be flung off a mountain to catch on fire. But even though I have a hard time accepting that this is a production vehicle and this is an unofficial record, this new Nevera at 1,914 horsepower did the quarter mile. I have it in the notes here. I have to scroll down. I don't want to page over 8.582 seconds at 167 miles an hour. On street tires, 8.582 seconds in the quarter for a stock production-ready car. That's pretty awesome. That is hilariously painful. I'm also, again, I know it's Remace, so I should care more. You you should, just because, like, I really do feel like the, this is like, it's Christian von Koenigsegg and how the the guy that runs Remace goes at everything. And I think that fit's going to be really good for Bugatti as a brand. Because, you know, when they built the Veyron and things like that, they had these certain almost unattainable goals that they wanted for the car, and it had to do everything. I do feel like they're going to maintain all of that when they actually put electrification into a Bugatti. 
and I feel like they're going to execute it pretty well. Yeah, I. My issue with Modern Bugatti though is that with Modern Bugatti, like, yeah, they put all these gold. It's supposed to be a great car, but like. Yeah, the climate con- it's like the Phaeton. It's like the climate control must be able to maintain 59.1 degrees Celsius at 200 miles per hour. It's not what it's supposed to be. Like, it's it, supposed to just be luxury, right? I mean, no, isn't that what Bugatti a, was for? Is it racing? I don't even racing, remember. Yeah, Bugatti yeah. was like, like pre... It's like proto-Ferrari. Like what, Ferrari's, well, what Ferrari was in the 90s is what Bugatti was supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a great race car. Um, and I think like with the EB110... So it's probably even a better fit. Like even, even the EB110, yeah. like... That was more race car than was GT. Whereas, like the Veyron is like a super, like a, a hyper GT is what it is. Yeah, like it's. If you haven't watched the uh, the VinWiki video on the the Veyrons yet, I think it's worth a watch because it goes over, um, especially the Veyron Supersports, mm-hmm. which I thought was just like a, a tune and a set of wheels on the Veyron. Is it not? It is a completely different tub, suspension, engine, transmission, That's cool. everything. And apparently, the original Veyron kind of sucked, and the Supersport it was really good. So That's it's like awesome. Four hundred pounds lighter, and like they went from an aluminum to a carbon tub, and like everything got retuned. And I'm like, huh. I think my issue. This is my issue with Bugatti is that um, when people mention it, it always leads to an annoying conversation. It's like talking to somebody that, with a Gallardo. I, I think that's my issue. Because, like, whenever yeah. I, like, read about them, I'm like, God, these are actually cool cars. And, like, like my initial reaction, like, two seconds ago, is that this car is stupid. I know. And, and then, then you like, find crap like that out. You're like, really? And you're like, oh, shit, this is actually a cool car. And you're like, I don't want to be like this. I know. But I'm like this. And I do like them. I, I, I know when I see one, as much as I try not to care, I do look. Oh, yeah. Cool, uh, I know. But, like, there was a Devo at Cars and Coffee. I'm like, I didn't even go look at it. It's probably an interesting The Devo is actually kind of cool. I'm sure but, it's like, interesting. I just, I don't care. Yet. Also, I, I don't, don't care I don't, yet. I don't have, like, every rapper in the world. Like, tell me about how great the Bugatti Devo is, which also makes me totally allergic to the Veyron. A car like that needs to see out its first owner before I'll be able to pay attention to it. I think so, yeah. Because I'm sure right. in 30 years, I'm going to really like investigating those cars. Yes, I think you're right. Um, and but anyway, I, I guess the point of this is I really think Remace is going to do the moniker proud because... That yeah. is a lot of performance. That I is a lot of stinking performance. And you think of the advancements of the Type 35 in its era versus, like, the advancements of putting state-of-the-art electrification I into a vehicle. I think this is what kind of takes the wind out of my sails here with this. Takes they, the lead out of your pencil? Yeah. They, they have uh, just shy of 2,000 horsepower, and they ran at eight-second quarter mile. Mm-hmm. And know for a fact that there's Civics with half that power that are doing that. I would care more if it was in the sevens. If, I bet if you put drag radials on it. Here we are, though. But, like, a Civic is going to need drag radials. It's not I doing know, that on street I tires. I know, but that's my in my head. It's no, I know. like this guy just spent a million dollars, or he'd spend $50,000 and like build like, the world's greatest. So it's Honda. perfect. It fell into the same trap as the Veyron, where I don't really care. But in the future, I might. Yeah. I, I guess it's to be modern Bugatti prop. I want Remace to be different than that. Like, I want Remace to be, like, really cool. Hopefully, they keep making their own just ridiculous, like, it looks it looks like a freaking McLaren. Who cares? Yeah, I don't but care like, about how it looks. But it and, isn't. Like the original Remace, I thought was cool as hell. Yeah, it was it was different. It was different. This one's not. Because like the, the the styling, whether you like it or not, like hard points for suspension, they're dictated just as much by a internal combustion powertrain as suspension. Yeah. So like 
A McLaren's always going to look like a freaking McLaren because it's got that same 3.8 or 4.0 twin turbo V8 in it. That's a good point. Which I didn't realize was a Nissan engine. That's hilarious. It's an old Nissan F1 engine. Um, but when you have electrification and you are allowing yourself to spend the money to do push rod suspension, you can drop all of the body lines. You can drop the scuttle. If it's strong enough, like you have so much room to think outside of the box. And I know that's cliche as all hell. But they did that with the first one, and this card, I don't get the impression, just looking at it on the outside, has taken advantage of almost any of that. I think a good way to describe this, and my excitement about this, is equivalent to my new excitement about the new Countach, which is not on the um, podcast notes, because I just thought about this. as It is on the podcast notes, but not for this episode. New Countach? Yeah. It's in, like, the spare topics. Oh, wait a minute. There. Yeah, I'm actually, let's talk about that, because um, it, it's, all right, so they're, the new $2.6 million hybrid that's taking place, the, or replacing the Aventador. Yep. Like, okay, cool, it's supposed to be a new Countach. First off, it's missing my favorite design detail of the Countach, and my second favorite design detail of the Countach. And this is going to work fine, and I'm mad about that. Are you sure? Because yeah. it's Italian electronics and EV. Good are they going to get stuck in the car and have to like, call somebody? Maybe. I'm okay with that. Then. Maybe it has electronic door poppers. I'm all right with that. As long as it does like dumb shit that does, it, like, it, like, doesn't work. Does the air conditioner not work well enough? I want if, the air If it's driven by an AC motor, it might not. Perfect. They should calibrate it, if it is, to barely work. The thing about Lamborghini, <laughs> I think this is, like, goes back to like, why these new hypercars and stuff don't like, excite me at all, is they work too well. Yeah, you always had that complaint about the Mercy. Yeah, like... It, 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 even the Murcielago is like too reliable for me. Like I want an Italian every, car where it's like every time it starts, you see the owner's face, like the excitement, and you think he's excited because he's starting up his Countach. No, he's excited because it Countach started. started. <laughs> yeah, that that is like the thing. It was like you see somebody in McLaren and they push a button and they're like, yeah. McLaren. They always have like that like, douchey old glib smile. And the guys like always some prick with a hat. He's always kind of fat looking. God, I hate. Oh. Like, whereas, like, really whenever you like see a Countach owner, Countach owners, though. they always, like, whenever their car starts, they're always smiling because it started. And they're always, like, fit because they have to, A, fit in their car, and, B, it doesn't matter how fat you are. You'll be fit by the time you get out of it because you're going to be sweating. You will have mismatched leg muscles yeah. after not long driving exactly. a Countach. Like, so, like, unless, like, okay, cool. You don't even need legs to drive the new one. So, all right, and if you're wondering, my two favorite design cues are, number one, actually, the rear wheel arch was my favorite part of the Countach. Just because it wasn't round? It was a weird shape. Like, it's a weird shape here, but it's not the same. It's not asymmetrical. Uh, and then number two is actually pop-up headlights. And it doesn't have pop-ups. I was going to... Yo, yeah, what the hell? I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it doesn't have pop-ups. This is like, this is like the Diablo. Yeah. So I pulled up a... I think this is an unofficial rendering, but... Um, the the first post I had was the actual official uh, Lamborghini Automobili page where I just gave you, you three me, really small just details. Just so, so we can get like a picture of like what I'm talking about with the rear wheel arch. So we have 89 Countach. Why, why are you making this so difficult? This keyboard sucks and always has. So, and then click images. Thank you, Ryan. And there's that first one right there. You want this? Sure. Works fine. Okay, fine. Because that's actually... An 89 Countach that has a relatively sedate wheel arch where they kind of covered up my favorite thing. Yeah, they, thing. they covered it up. That's why I was surprised you wanted this picture. But it's visible in the front. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, even, like, this one, like, 
you could still see that that weird wheel arch is back there. Oh, it's got those terrible bumper overriders. Yeah, those some bumpers are terrible. I would still take this over the new one any day. Oh, yeah, because it's got a manual. Well, it's not just that. It's like, nah, it's me, that's intri- it yeah, I mean, there, that is there. But, like, it's got the more exciting things. Like, you know what they could have done with this one? Instead of having pop-up headlights, have, like, active brake vents or something where the pop-up headlights would be. So like we like when you're driving at high speed, like they open up, like no, this like go down or something, or they, oh, pull, okay. they pull back. So like you will maintain the style of having where the pop up would have been. Hmm. Like I think that would have been an interesting thing. Now, yeah, like, that seems like something old Lamborghini would have done. Yeah, like they would have been doing something cool like this. This is just like a, okay. Cool. We've been hearing like, this out of journalists for the last decade plus, where cars were better when they were worse. Yeah, like seriously, like. Honestly, We're learning that slowly with manual transmissions doing their last hurrah here. Bring back design lunacy at the same time. It looks like they are. They did actually kind of incorporate that wheel arch. It's just not as aggressive as I like. I'm seeing a picture of the new one, and I see the aggressive wheel arch, but it's just not as good. It's 2022. Oh, I think there was like a, a side profile on the render. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I'll there's the two up. of them. Hey, here, I, I actually found a picture of the two of them side by side. I will include this in the podcast notes for you. I was going to say, those those wheel arches look very hexagonal. One second here. That's already up on the screen. It's fine. No, th- this is a, actually a different photo than the one you have. No, that's not the photo I wanted. Anyway, so the thing is actually being shown already. It's fine. This one's a, this one's a new one next to an old one. There, it's on the page. So click on the Carlisle page, uh, link I just showed. And you'll see what I mean when I say, like, it doesn't have as aggressive of the wheel arch. Well, that's like an LP400. That's an old, yeah, it's an old, old boy. One. It's actually, it's a periscope. It's like a really old boy. <laughs> um, but like, you see what I mean? Like, it's, it, it doesn't do all the exciting things. Like, yeah, it's got the gills and stuff. But like, it doesn't have the big dumb vents in the back. It doesn't have the stupid window. Like, it doesn't have the stupid, it doesn't have the stupid window, Eric. Right, I know. It's just, it has like tiered glass. Like this, I want a stupid window. Like... This it just did, looks like an Aventador that somebody put a rocket bunny I kit on. I honestly thought that this was just a rebodied Aventador. It probably is. It looks like an Aventador. It's certainly an Aventador uh, windshield. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like People were like sharing this on Cars and Coffee or whatever the hell it is, the, the most bro Minnesota car page. Is that where Yusuf got spotted? I don't know. But um, I, uh, I saw it there, and then I saw somebody share the Integra. Oh, we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm like way more excited about the Integra than this. It's just like I think I am too. Obviously, you know my reasons, but uh, it's. Yeah. I mean, the Aventador is due for replacement, so like it makes sense. It's going to be some sort of hybrid, which it has to be. But I think I'm going to be way more excited for what replaces this. Yeah, I don't want this to be the new Aventador. Well, also the thing is, I another thing with like Lamborghinis, they're they're replacing the Aventador. I think too soon because it needs to be replaced right now. The Countach needed to be replaced in, like, 1985. That is true. That car was around and a really stinking... And so like, was the Diablo, frankly. Yeah, like, the Diablo, like, made it into the 2000s. Well, actually, come to think of it, I, I liked how long the, the Murcielago was alive. Like, it wasn't The Murcielago was, like, totally reasonable, but it's the thing. It's like, the Countach was way too long. The Diablo was, like, kind of long. The Diablo the, is the same age as the, the Aventador the, is now. But, I mean, like, relative to what changed in the world. Right. So I think that, like... The Aventador should stick around until it's just a little bit obsolete. Take the Mulligan 2020 year and then call it good. But they've I already done say, all their special editions. I would have, I would have um, done 
I would have replaced the Aventador in 2025. That's how long I'd wait. 2025. Like, it, it really I'm needs... I'm so glad that you don't dictate. Well, it just, it needs to be <laughs> properly obsolete. Like, it needs to, like... Like, you were still selling a car in 2025 with a V12 combustion engine and a single-clutch automated transmission? Yes. Like, that's the thing, <clears> is, it, like, when Lamborghini historically replaced their cars, they milked every ounce of just anything out of it. Any excitement that you could possibly have for this car. Like, by the time the Diablo is done, people were tired of the Diablo. Yeah, that car did last. And the Murcielago, when, when the Murcielago like, disappeared, people still wanted it. I know. Those like, only lasted for, like, eight years? Yeah, years? like, they made them for, That's like, a regular cycle. Yeah, they made a totally regular cycle. Like, I'm, I don't like that. No, that's dumb. I want it to be, like, I really want to be just, like, over it when they're done. Like, I want to be just like... I'm not done when I'm full. I'm when over when I'm like, hating they, myself. They should have somebody that works at Lamborghini have a child when the car is first, like, released. And then when that child is ready to drive, you then release a new one. That's how long it should be. The entire growth... Because that's the thing. is like Another part of this is that the, Merch- the Countach and the Diablo, for our entire childhood... Well, the Diablo for us, yeah. Countach or Gen X, yes. or, or older <laughs> You're right. Your entire childhood was dominated by one car. You didn't have a series of cars. Right. You didn't have like the Mustangs were all great, like right. like a boomer had. Like yeah, no, I, you had. I had the Diablo. You had the Diablo. <laughs> like that's what you had. You had that one car. And when I went to the Detroit Auto Show in 2000 and I saw the Muthi logo, I'm like. Yeah, you're like, you're like blown away. I, I didn't give a shit about the Diablo in 2000. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the thing is like it was your entire childhood. Right. Like and like kids aren't growing up faster. Like people say they're growing up faster, but they're not actually. Like your time no. does not move faster. Like we do not develop as a species Certain faster. Aspects, sure, but yeah. No, and so when did the Aventador first come out? 2008. No, hold on. I think it was two, it was post recession. I think I think it was 2013. I think, no. I will find it. I'm sorry. 2011. 2011? Fine. Yep. 2011. Yeah, so, I, yeah, 2025 is like kind of right on the nuts there. Why is this saying it ended production in 2017? I am almost positive this is still in production. It is still in production, I'm pretty sure. Is that just like the base car? Maybe. And they've just been making like weirdo special editions since. Ah, so. uh, oh, yeah, but what the hell? No, they definitely still make this piece of crap. Yeah, so regardless... You still have about three years left for children to hit their teenage years and then eventually be able to get a car. Right. So they have about three years left in which this car should be at the very bottom of relevance. So in these three years, yeah, pull Marcello Gandini out of his like old folks' home and have him design like, one more car for you. So that's just my soapbox on this. Oh. I, it, it's too, too much too soon. I don't know. The Wikipedia article is dumb because it shows right in it that they're still making the Roadster. So. Okay, so, yeah. And yeah. it said they made a special edition till present. Oh, oh and the SVJ is present. Yeah, they're still making the yeah. Aventador. So, yeah, they're still making it. So, I don't know. I think they should make it for a few more years. They're making four versions of it still. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's still very much so in production <clears throat> and it should continue to be in production until these kids, like, are done with, like, like middle school, and they're all automatic. Still, they're all that same seven speed. Like automated. you should, like maybe not like a full driver's license, but at least like a learner's karting. permit. Like a, you, you can a win learner. a karting race. Yeah, like a learner's permit. I think is like a good, 
Like, 15 years old. Like So, Kuntosh was, what, 70... 74, I think? to 89? 90. 90. 90. I think they sold a few in 1991. Oh, actually, I feel like I the to... Diablo came out in 89, didn't it? Or was no. it 91? It, that, that was in, in the 90s, 90s. Yeah, I thought it was either 90 or 91 then. The Kuntosh was still 1990, yeah. Hmm. They made wow. 1,983 1, of them. So, 14 years. Yeah, you could you could drive on a permit in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. If you were born when the and then the Diablo was yeah 1990 and 2001, and so like the the Diablo is like a little shy. Well, Diablo was still quite a while, but yeah, not 14, not a ripe 14. It wasn't it wasn't a full ripe 14, but I, th- I think that they got it right with the Countach because like they really like reinvented the car during that time, and they have not reinvented like they reinvented the Diablo. Oh, yeah. That car completely fundamentally changed three times. Yeah, and then they had the Murcielago never did. But the Murcielago just, like, it was great. People will argue and that then, the LP640 and the 670s were pretty different cars. There was a lot of, like, updates, but, like, you could bolt any component from any of it those. W- it wasn't as No, it wasn't ground up. It no, wasn't, it wasn't a watershed difference. It wasn't Diablo VT and then Diablo SV. Like, exactly. They were Two completely different, different cars, yeah. And I think that that's what they've, they haven't done since then is, like, Really making the making the car just become a completely different vehicle halfway through its cycle, I think, is what makes the Countach so special. Is you have two different reasons to love the Countach, and like also that car beat itself as fastest car in the world, which I think is hilarious. So it's like the fastest car. <laughs> well, in the nobody world. else did it, so we're just going to do it. Yeah, again. they're the fastest car in the world, and they're like also we're the fastest car in the world again. Like that's also, great. Like, imagine doing those speeds in a Countach. They're they're far too reasonable as a company right now, and I'm not I'm not happy about that. I don't like reasonable companies. All right, automated brake ducts. It is. Um, speaking of cars that had functional brake ducts, ah, yes. this is nowhere near what a 250 GTO itself wore. But I still have to bring this up because a 1995 McLaren F1 with we'll call it delivery mileage 242 miles <laughs> sells for a post fee sale price of 20 million. Four hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars, which is eighteen point six million before fees. Um, that's quite good. I, yeah, that's a lot of money. Probably would have sold for more in BAT. I probably would have, <laughs> and the fees would have been lower. So yes, it, the car's actual transaction price oh, likely God, God would have been higher on BAT than it would have been at Goodings and whatever. So I mean that yeah. I, I really like the F1. I mean, this car the F1's will... F1's such a cool car. Like, this is like the Type 35 of our era. You know how the Countach is like the poster car, but really the F40 was the better car? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is the F40 of the Diablo. This was the the supercar like... that worked before supercars worked. Yeah, it was the first hypercar. Yeah, that's true. That, that's what it was, because all hypercars is, is a supercar that's functional. Like, it's a vehicle. <laughs> 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 like, you can, like, start and, like, drive and, like... <clears throat> turn and look oh out the God. windows of and turn like you have a radio like, like air conditioner maybe a it, heater it, i think it some, does have some air sort of hvac yeah like, but like a I, fan i hope this comes with the, the pentium laptop i assume it does oh, it came with that laptop. oh i think you really had to oh man keeping those running I'm told us a full-time job i'm a little worried about it even on like my ads computers i'm like at some point like serial port laptops are going to get really hard to find like they're already kind of tough yeah but Anyway, this is... I love the F1. That's it's a such cool a car. cool car. Like, this is an example of why I'm so mad about modern McLaren and why I'm so worried about modern Bugatti. Is like, they've turned this into the most meh. There's, there's, there's details. 
car. There's, there's details in this. In a Countach, you, you pull off the plastic cover of the engine, you know what you're going to find? A bunch of Bosch part numbers. You're not going to find, like, zip ties and, like, an Italian man who's drawn something on a hose. I mean, a, a new Countach, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a new one. Well, whereas a real Countach, you mm -hmm. open the door and you see a mix of flathead and Phillips head screws right. based off what was available at the hardware store because they ran out of screws. And the, the new shop. one's going to be all the same plastic push clip. Yeah, I don't want that. I, I want weird. I want, like... Seat of your pants, barely functioning as a company. Weird. Like, I think once a car company is able to replicate that, mm -hmm. that that's gonna be your like. That's gonna be the the deal sealer here for like. I, I think it's the closest thing is like maybe they a they can do it too. I think like a singer is like the closest thing to like a what what a supercar was even that probably like, or like Icon where they like they just make all the regular stuff better and then make it out of metal instead of plastic and like they add these little touches to it. Yeah, I think, like, but, I mean, like, I, I think my favorite part is the fact that you don't quite know exactly what size fastener is holding things on. Right. Well, it's, it's because available. it isn't one size fastener. It's just whatever's available. It's like a modern BMW where you got five different fasteners to take a fender off. Yeah, and I, I just, this car, like, was, like, the, this was the car that was the bridge era, where it took what we love from cars and gave us what we hate from cars, which is why, like, I love it as a car. Mm -hmm. But in but my head, I will, I will never give this car any time of day publicly. Like, outside of, like, this mention on this podcast. Like, if somebody <laughs> asked me what the greatest car of all time was, like, I'll, in my head, go, the McLaren F1 will hit, well, you know, probably not, to be honest. Greatest like, car in history, though. Uh, that's yeah. a tough one. But then, but then I'm going to be like, you know what? No, I'm going to say the Countach. Why? Because it's exciting. I'm say at the, all times. A Citroen 2CV. Yeah, that's a great car, but I mean, like, it also didn't make multi-millionaires crawl on their hands and knees to get into and out of the vehicle for their own vanity. That's such an amazing thing that's missing from these cars. It's like you don't need to get on your hands and knees to get into them. Make the new Countach a car that fat people can't get into. It wouldn't even be that. Like, you can be fat and get into it, but it's like, just like make it so, like... You have to do something humili humiliating, like entirely. Make the look. Make it even wide. Make it a foot wider, so you have the like the twelve inch sill that's already really hard yeah, to get seriously. over. Yeah, seriously. And then yeah. make you have to crawl. Yeah, seriously. Like <laughs> make it is just. It like, just pad it with really nice material too. I don't care, but like make you have to crawl it, into the car. It, and every I think that's <clears throat> the thing that gets me about the Countach. Is it's a humbling car, like. You have all this money in the world to show off. It's a and hybrid, no. You can, put, you can put the seats like Stratos close to each other and then just use the entire yeah, width of the car. Perfect. perfect. Pawn it off on you need the vent cooling, but really it's to make the rich people crawl. Yeah, no. like No more drive shaft? I'm mm -hmm. convinced that Marcello Gandini is a communist. And like he just made this money because he lived in a capitalist society. He's like, you know what, but I want to... I want to I want to punish these rich people, but we can't. It's not socially acceptable to kill them, so let's just let's just make them have unreliable, not comfortable vehicles that they're willing to pay me a lot of money to get into. Oh, oh Gandini, I love it. But anyway, that's the uh, that's the Countach and how I feel about it. So fair enough. Right. Anyway, I'm uh, gonna move that up into the notes. I remember to put it in the little blurb. But yep. Do you want to mention doop. that bipartisan bill real quick? Or nah, we, we'll do that next we, week. We need more time. So anyway, tune in next week. We're going to talk about politics. A little bit. It'll A be little exciting. bit. And yeah, you, you know us. Bye. Bye.